0: The American cradle of liberty. Look at you, you're a
1: freak.
0: What are we alive for, except to grab all the kicks we can? To contaminate our society.
2: Now being
0: renovated. Mr. Dowd.
3: Welcome to the end of winter, campers. That's right, you've made it through. You've also made it through one whole year of COVID. Isn't it crazy? We're happy to be here with you this week. We've got some of the guys, uh, Nick and Dick and Ian. But even better, continuing our Women's March, we've got our good friend, once again, the lovely Miss Jackie Dilworth here.
4: On the worst little podcast, we're talking out of our ass.
3: Do
5: I say something now? You can. Hi there. Oh, hi. Boo. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Yeah, hi. Hello. Hi, it's nice to sure. be here. Hi, Jackie. Welcome back to the show. Yes, hello. It's been a while.
3: It's been a many a moon. Indeed. Indeed it has. Uh, have you been to this studio? Have we had you on in this studio
6: or was the last time you were on in the old studio?
5: I, I think the last time I did this was in the old studio. However, I have recorded with Rick in this studio several times.
6: Yeah. She's been here, but not for our show. No, Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That's what I. I just
3: wanted to make sure. So it's been since a different era of time. Yes, literally trapezoid period or something.
5: Yes, I I remember those old days. (laughs) Yes.
3: (laughs) Uh, When everything was made of four sides. Ah, yes.
5: And now, now we're trapezoids. I didn't notice that, but there you go. Uh,
3: Well, it's good to have you back. Uh, It's good to see you as well, Nick and Ian and Rick here on the Zoom screens.
7: How are you, my friends?
3: Yeah, it, it's been a couple of weeks. I lost my mind, literally. Um I I, I was fevered. Well, last week I, I I was I was doing home building and and just was exhausted. And then two days later I got my second COVID vaccine. And um I was only sick for two days, but like literally Twenty-four hours after I got the vaccine, I had a spiked temperature of 101. And the next day, I was like, "Yeah, let's go get Bobby from daycare." And we walk outside. Maybe you should drive, Diana. Um, And yeah, like I I was kind of uh, what do you call that? Loopy, delirious a little bit, Mm -hmm. not based in reality. Um, For about 14 hours when driving. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it's it's cool. Being a passenger is rad sometimes. So yeah, I've like lost a a week of time in my head, even in this lost year of lost time for all of us. Um, Or uh, maybe I I just double-insected myself i fell asleep i fell asleep listening to the podcast theme and i'm actually it's still like march of 2020 and i'm gonna wake up and it's gonna be so saddening
7: <laughs>
8: don't put that evil out there man i can't i can't do 2020 again it's like groundhog day but for a whole year <laughs> oh no maybe one day we'll figure it out and get it right that's good to yeah, hear. you uh, doing better though man uh, you're done Right yeah. as rain,
3: I am vaccinated. I have a back fence that uh, um, um, foot traffic can't look through and see me naked in my bedroom. So it's been Aww. a really productive like uh, a couple of weeks.
7: Damn, yeah, I can't, I can't no more free shows. Shit.
8: <laughs> shit, 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 shit. i will gonna have to find something else to do on a Tuesday afternoon then. <laughs> Oh, bonus NVE even
3: came by during all of this and cut down part of my tree that was about to knock over their power line. Yay. That was exciting. (laughs) They never come out and do that. They just wait for it to fall over. Yeah. And your homeowner's insurance will pay for it. Not them, you know.
8: (laughs) (laughs) Fucking dicks. (laughs) (laughs) We also were remodeling my dad's bathroom this weekend. We're doing the demo for it. Oh, yeah. We get underneath like the bottom floor of the tile my brother is hitting it with the like the sledge end of the axe and it's thumping it's not shattering it's thumping and i'm like that's not a good noise it should be breaking apart um and it's all rotted through through the subfloor and all of the dirt in the crawl space is completely soaked mold Yeah, so this like little bathroom remodel turned into a much bigger fucking to do.
3: (laughs) Shit, get your hazmat suits on.
8: (laughs) Respirators and hazmats. Let's go, friends. Do you have to excavate the whole underside of the house, or do you? Is it is it black mold? Is it just? It's not. It's not black mold. Luckily, it's just all rotted through. So we're gonna. We're. You know, we had to hire a contractor for a few other things anyway, but now. We also found out that there wasn't a floor joist like supporting where the like stand up shower was. So like we have to get another floor joist put in there because it was just like hanging out over like the only thing connecting it to the ground was the drain pipe. And it's like, oh, that's 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 why it's so so springy when you get in power, kind of bounce up and down a little, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it 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 went from being like just you know, like you know, no bathroom remodel is ever easy, but it went from being just a remodel to being like, no, we need now need to search the surrounding rooms for damage to to the floor in those rooms as well, and then like have a contractor come out, put a new floor joist in, and a new subfloor. And then we can do the bathroom. Yikes.
4: (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Like Pandora's box, but get better sooner than later.
8: Yeah. With that
4: kind of issue.
8: Oh, definitely. So I'm just, I'm a little beat and I'm a little out of it. I hear you. So I'm not 100% today. That's Uh, why. I hear you. (laughs) (laughs) That'll do. I'm
4: doing really short hours to sleep. Um, And Mondays kind of are my work day this podcast and that's about it. So,
3: uh, <laughs> how's your boss there i hear uh, uh just in and out of the office all the time uh,
4: short temper <laughs> uh, yes and demanding like yeah
3: it's you gotta a, have that paperwork on her desk right asap yesterday yeah. and GPS when she wants her lunch board. she
8: wants her lunch right then and there mm-hmm
3: it's and the, that coffee better have no coffee and all cream.
4: Most deaf. Most deaf, uh, She doesn't like coffee like Allison yet. Oh, uh, yeah. So that's a podcast <laughs> inside joke. Please had you give me some coffee. Chewie's child. Speaking of Chewbacca, I just I just want to say, hey, bro, thank you for uh, being the godfather to my oh. uh, little Polly. Oh. Hey. And uh, I couldn't... I mean, I, I love y'all, but I couldn't think of a better guy. Like, oh, you're right. Thank you. Fuck you, at Chewbacca.
3: Double down the podcast family. Just know, in case you're not able to provide, Chewy will get your kid. <laughs> <put on
4: cover. laughs> uh, so, Rick, what about oh. you, man?
3: Yeah, I, what status update from the Dogwater Studios?
6: I am fucking great. I'm finishing up an album with Machine Gun Vendetta. We're on the last bit of like, the, we got vocals for nice. a bunch of songs, but all the instruments are finally tracked. It's been a slow, meticulous, like, make sure everything is 100% perfect kind of thing. You know, sometimes it's just like, hella fun, and we just blah, and there you go, bam. You know how it's sometimes like that? recording an album with somebody it's been sometimes Uh it's like we're gonna make sure every fucking sound on this is exactly what we want like so it's been it's so it's taken a little longer and it's uh and that's been hella fun and who else there's been like a thousand people in and out of here it's been so great i've been really really busy and um i'm starting to do some other work of mixing and mastering online stuff from people that moved out of town so that's kind of fun, too. Burning
3: burn the coal for, for the steam engines over there at the studios, eh? Yeah. Right on. Yeah,
6: it's been awesome. How far are you booked out, Rick? I've got, I've, I, I think I have a couple openings in April still. COVID didn't affect you that
4: much, and you got some
6: help, too, right? There were periods during COVID where I fucking was more busy than usual because people were recording because they can't play out, and there's nothing else to do. You know, but that, but at least it's been as busy as it always uh, was. Yeah, at yeah. least. The, but I have had, I have lost business like from having COVID because I couldn't record when I had COVID.
4: Yeah, and they're like, they're like, well, you're canceling because you got COVID. Well, we ain't ever coming back here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I hear it gets into the walls, and then like you can't have a dog
6: for seven years. Oh yeah, <laughs> the silent killer. That's what they call it.
4: Right on. And Cadillac Kim, she's what? She's tired, right?
3: Oh, no, Cadillac Kim can't be here tonight because she was attacked by a wild pack of poodles. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, That's I, I believe that I will, we'll probably get a much clearer update of the story, but I believe she was uh, ministering care to uh, a member of our community who uh, uh, has a pack of wild, uh, uh, feral uh, poodles. <laughs> no, I'm making this up. Evidently some boisterous dogs and there was a little... Uh, uh, breakage of the skin, so procedure must be followed, so she has to go get antibiotics, and uh, I, I believe they are going to cauterize the wound and cut her arm off, uh, but <laughs> we will find out more tomorrow. Oh. It, seems,
8: it, seems, it seems like my, overkill to cauterize it first, and <laughs> you then cut you the arm be, off. You gotta- but, hey, but you gotta stop the infection oh,
3: From spreading so you yeah, cauterize it Then no, you cut it off like. exa- Exactly you're gonna burn The disease then cut it off to, Like a vampire and then you're gonna burn <laughs> The limb but the remaining <laughs> Stump you're actually gonna fold over the Skin and stitch that up with no cauterization At all or painkillers no. Modern medicine yeah, that's, standard, that's standard That's yeah. standard uh, uh, procedure I believe Yep <laughs> I I have this brand new uh, uh, you know uh, field dressing book that I picked up at the uh, dollar store. Uh, published it. It looks like it says twenty twenty one, but I guess it could be nineteen twenty um. <laughs> one. Eighteen
5: twenty one because of
6: germ uh, theory. Man. Laudanum?
3: Anyone? No. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes.
6: Oh, th- th- I have one of those actually, and it has instructions on how to make pills for mercury. It, it describes rubbing the mercury into rose petals and then rolling the rose petals up and swallowing them. Well, so, so you can have the medical benefits huh. of mercury in your system. Um, and <laughs> rose. Yes. That's just, that's just a bonus. Rose petals. <laughs> that's just a bonus. Yeah, don't, don't and it, about says, those rose petals. It, it says to take the mercury and rub it around Essential in the petals until it's tiny, tiny bits because you want it to be as tiny, tiny bits so that you get as much of the benefit of the mercury as possible. <laughs> so... Something tell me that that's like a, a, a technique born out of, you know, this hurts when I swallow. <laughs> I, think, I, I think it's like, and like how they, they tried to cure um, syphilis by injecting mercury in your pee hole. Yes. I think that it was like a thing that they yes. just thought mercury was magic and it would just make it better.
3: Yes, they did. For thousands of years, it was believed to have metaphysical properties. Like um, instead of being recognized as the poison that it is
7: yeah,
3: Um, Also non-Newtonian fluid Like, come on, man
8: It does weird shit It doesn't act like water
6: And when you get poisoned by mercury I found out a lot of times you just hate your life And, uh, and end up committing suicide Like it has like mental It gives you mental oh. issues
3: Here, take <laughs> this mercury Go back to your cabin in the woods Come
8: back in three months oh. Huh, <laughs> he never came back Must have cured him Good times, you guys <laughs> Good time. Well, en- enough of the old timey medicine. We have a guest this week, don't we? We do. Yay. Where?
5: Where? Where is she?
1: We do.
8: Where?
5: I-, I don't know. Where is she? Let's let's talk about her. What about her? Jackie, you
3: brought us music, right? Yes,
5: I brought you music. Yes. Uh, because- Jackie, what have you been up to? Oh well, yeah. I. What have I been let's up? Get- to? Let's
3: get listen to a song and then find out what Jackie's been doing.
5: <sighs> okay. Okay. So, um, the first song on the list. Uh, 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 go over to that that's that list so this is actually i believe a song that was recorded here wasn't it oh yes i forgot <laughs> how, how could you forget that because they, they are dear people to me and i, I love the band and I, I i just haven't played them a lot on my show but you know there there, there is time yet to uh f- fix that so should i announce it or should we just play it and see if everyone can figure it out what do you think Rick? oh let's just play it okay let's play it and there then it see is, what happens guys.
6: Was of course the play I wrote for you by Roxy Collie. I liked it, of which Nick Ramirez <laughs> is a member of the band. <laughs> uh, yes, God, I haven't heard that in a while. That was so fucking great. Hey, hey. Nice. I haven't
4: heard that in a while. That was really nice. Yeah, I Are miss- oh, we gonna have Margie in a couple weeks as our guest?
3: That is correct. Oh,
4: sweet. Oh, cool. The singer there. Yeah.
3: So, to set it up for the audience here, uh, since uh, Jackie is not a musician herself. Uh, but is a music aficionado. We asked Jackie to come up with a playlist of some of her favorite uh, uh, female-led uh, semi-local uh, music. Um, so that's just the first dose of uh, the playlist uh, she's got in store. So thank you, Jackie. Oh, sure. Well, I
4: don't think we told the um, the ma- main audience about the Jackalope Hour or any of that. So
3: if you uh, want yeah, to read. we. Oh. There's an earlier conversation we had on the Patreon show. If you're not a Patreon subscriber, you might want to get on that. Patreon.com slash Worst Little Podcast. Ian, what can uh, the uh, uh, listeners get when they sign up to win big prizes there? Oh, well,
8: you know, one, you get the (laughs) knowledge of supporting us being jackasses every Monday uh, on the Internet. Uh, as well as you get a little bonus show every week, where there's a lot less of Rory, pretty much no Rory. That's the point. There's no Rory um, for like you know a couple minutes of talking, and then uh, you know, guaranteed, yeah, guaranteed, no Rory. It's it's a rare, rare thing. Um, but you know, you also get like an extra track from whatever band's playing that week, and you know, maybe one of these days we'll shout you out as our costume designer. Yes.
3: Who knows? Honorary costume designer. Do we have Good one life. for this week? <laughs> I haven't looked at that in months. I don't know.
5: <laughs> so, why, so why aren't you, Rory, I have to ask, why why don't you do that? We, we, inquiring minds want to know, like mine.
3: Why, why haven't I checked? Why, no, no, no. Why aren't you, why you on? Why you were not on the uh, picture. Exactly. Sure. What Ian said. Do you want a real answer or a flip answer? Yes. Um, <laughs> the, the real answer is I'm too good for all of you.
1: Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs>
6: that sounds like the flip answer. Also, the when made we do up answer. Purpose.
3: <laughs> the uh, yeah, the, ma- so the made up answer is that uh, you know, due to child care and work issues, I would often show up to the podcast a little bit later than everyone else. And uh Rick would typically be doing a sound check of all the microphones, which would lead to interesting conversations with the guests. But that's just a joke. That kind of thing never happens. Rick is not a great conversationalist or anything. Not
8: at all. No, no, no. Never. Uh, As somebody who who would show up to the podcast, you know, several hours early to like help set everything up, dude can't talk worth a fucking, uh, it's garbage. It's like being in a tomb. Garbage time. Yeah. (laughs) It's just quiet. There's nothing going on. There's just crosses on the wall. And And there's candles going. It's creepy as fuck. The candles,
3: man. Staring at my feet. Dead people singing everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) But I kind of like it here. It's nice. A good portion of the music played in Rick's house is like dead people singing to you because they're not alive anymore for real. <laughs> they were. Like, it's not like he's recording ghosts or anything. Well, he might be. We don't know. <laughs> the Spagnola Undead Choir. I. <laughs> That is so goth. <laughs> okay. okay, back to the guest. Uh, the, the, the did that fairly well answer your question?
5: Uh, yes, it did. And uh, um, but I did. I did want to make an addendum to what you said previously. <laughs> I am actually a musician. Uh, I just. Uh, there has not been anywhere I can uh, play music. In fact, uh, uh, one of the last times I played uh, in uh, public was uh, a thing that Lily Buran told me to go do, and uh, we played for some uh, a benefit, and I played my saxophone there. Uh, I play saxophone and flute and sing and piano. And time was, I, I gigged around, and I was in uh, the UNR band and the city band and uh, did some ska shows and rock shows and jazz, and, you know, that that, that has moved on, I suppose. Didn't I don't know. you
6: play on the show one time? yes. Rory, she played on oh, the show one right. time. Yeah, remember? That w- that was like seven years ago. It's not your fault. <laughs> We've had 10,000 shows since then. It's yes.
4: Done. That but was early. It, that was like season two or three.
6: And I did drink a lot more
3: heavily back then as a swinging single again, man.
6: <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> that's true. We all, we all did. Yeah. Except for Rick. And I still don't remember it always.
3: How dare I? How dare you? How, how dare I forget?
8: <laughs> tisk, tisk, <Corey>. tisk, tisk. <laughs> I, I am going to
3: make myself have to listen to season one all over again, which is just torture.
6: When I think of Jackie, though, I think of
3: poetry primarily. Yes, that's true. That's what I was gonna say. Uh, was this uh, you and our band time before, or after our old uh, poetry stomping days? Uh,
5: l- I will throw out a seventy-five cent word because I'm feeling like it. It was contemporaneous. I can't even say it right. It was at the same time that basically <laughs> I did music and I did poetry, uh, and uh, well, I still do a little bit. Contemporaneous.
7: That's it. That's <laughs> the it
5: word. Thank you, Rory. Good Thank job. you, fellow poet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, no, that was a great and shining creative time, uh, uh, I think, for a lot of us uh, there at the turn of the century uh, when we first met.
4: There's um. the Dada thing going on, right? Oh, uh, Nada Dada? Oh, sir. It's still
5: going on ish. Um, that's something I got involved with uh, around uh, 2011. I went to the first three Nada shows, but then I decided, oh, what the hell? I can... If they can do it, Jackie can too. And. Uh, Uh, basically I did, um, several NADA shows. Um, basically, uh, now I am. I enjoyed
3: a number of your NADA exhibits.
5: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, I have wanted to put on another NADA show. In fact, I tried in August, but that kind of fell through. I still have bad feelings about that to be fair. Among us, Ooh. but um, I am hopeful that there will be a NADA show in Reno again and other places and, you know, let, let, it, let it ride, let it happen.
6: For those who may not know, can we briefly describe what we're talking about? <laughs> and I've got some follow-up questions.
5: Oh, absolutely. In fact, you're <laughs> even talking to the mayor, the current interim mayor of NADA DADA. See, Eric Holland left that office to me when he left and when I leave, I will have to leave it to someone else. So you are talking to she who is the mayor of NADA DADA. Fuck yeah. Okay, so what is it? So Nada Dada, for those and, in the peanut gallery, yeah. which is almost everyone listening to this. Um, <laughs> oh, you almost did a spit take. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> so basically what it was, was a art show that was perpetuated at the El Cortez um, Motel Hotel that is still uh, extant in Reno, where a bunch of local artists... Um, uh, basically rented out rooms, and in those rooms they created a show. Um, several very Augusta uh, artists, including Jeff Johnson, who is uh, a satisfactory brother and an awesome human, did not want it to happen again, but it has happened again since, in several years, and mostly because of the play gets stopped. But it, for the last 10 years or so, all over Reno and in Sparks and all, all other places in the world, basically artists have come together in spaces and got a space done a show or got a room and did a show that's kind of the whole thing
6: so you don't need to have an art gallery no I
3: remember the first year I saw it was probably about 2012 yes um, and uh, going from parking lot to parking lot of all these places where I normally um, either avoided or was only at briefly to exchange uh, things
5: yeah we know what uh, you did
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> goat um, you know, man. Don't you know, man. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I mean, you know, buying weed from some shady guy. You know, Um who cares? It's legal now. No. <laughs>
6: it used to be illegal. For those of you who don't know,
3: praise Bob. Parking lot to parking lot, and and going, uh, you know, into these rooms that were next to people who you know, we're legit staying at the hotel, uh, but yet in the room next to them is, you know, all the furniture has been shoved into the bathroom to make room for a small art gallery of watercolors or household items made out of dildos or um, uh, a, a number of typewriters just sitting out on tables with papers in them. That was my um, You know, I mean, it was, <laughs> uh, it, it was very immersive and interactive art. And uh, it, it, it was a wonderful reuse of uh, the, the space we have here in Reno. Um, which brings me, actually, to one of my questions is, you sure. know, the landscape of downtown Reno and, and the landscape of, of Dada, uh, Nada Dada, has, has d- drastically changed in the last 365, if not the last, you know, two or three years with the um, uh, raising of some of the uh, uh, more Uh, what what has been termed blighted parts of uh, the downtown area. So uh, how do you guys uh, survive in a lessened landscape?
5: That's a very good question. And um, I was actually prepared for this question. I was thinking you would ask, and uh, I guess I can answer in an official capacity. Good, I'm
3: taking notes for the music scene.
5: Awesome. And unofficially, because, (laughs) you know, Nada Dada does not have an organization. It is basically an informal collective, I would like to think of it. Um, But... Basically, the whole notion of the mayor is to someone to organize and talk to the, the owners of spaces and try to get things going. And basically, with, um, can I, do you mind if I name names? Because I name I can name names.
3: We don't,
6: but it'll get you in trouble.
3: No.
5: Oh no, it is it isn't it isn't anyone specifically. Like,
3: are you like oh. shit talking or name dropping?
5: I'm just it isn't <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. I will just say the company that is buying up all those hotels and leaving them, basically, you know, they, they've done a few things. Um mainly And this isn't even just for the uh, artists. You know, I I think of it as a secondary thing because this is something that I've always had in the back of my mind as someone who was renting these spaces that were used by people who did not have stable home and housing. Um, Basically, we would... Traditional
3: housing. Yeah. Yes,
5: absolutely. And these people, maybe for a week or a day or whatever, they would have this room and they would, you know, be able to regroup or do whatever and they would... You know, figure something out. Hopefully, something something better. But many people get stuck in this cycle. And what's been happening in the last few years? There's a a certain company which I will not name, but if you're local, you probably know who it is. Has bought up all of these hotels and motels in downtown Reno, almost all of them. They've they've uh, renovated like one or two. They renamed them something stupid, and then they raised a lot of the the other ones. And in fact, I I made a video of the uh, the uh, Midtown. Motor uh, Motor Lodge that that was one of the where one of the last traditional real NADA shows happened yeah. and basically it's a pile of bricks now all of it is it and that's really one of the things that's dismaying about Reno and uh, frankly about Nevada in general that its past is disposable in fact what what's left of the past in Reno really honestly hardly anything and this is. This is an issue.
7: Uh,
3: It's a town without memories.
5: Absolutely. And basically, Nada was part of that because what we were doing was we were going into spaces that were forgotten. And we were creating art and making something happen. But now, those spaces are few and far between. Uh, I would like to think that when the plague is over, hopefully soon... um, the Morris Burner Hotel may have some space for us, uh, but, you know, it's hard to say. Um, there's a lot of issues and there's a lot of situations. We could do maybe a gallery show that I had hoped like like it was going to happen at the Potentialist, where basically the artist would have an allotted sort of space to do their thing. But it isn't the same. Um I'm not sure what the future of Nada is. In fact, I no. actually yeah. very like if you look at my timeline on Facebook and Instagram and all that, I put out a manifesto. Very much saying this because I don't know necessarily that in the form that it was before, at least in Reno, Nada can exist because there there is no space for it anymore.
6: That's so sad.
3: It is. It is. Because- well, I mean and, and and like it's historical namespace. The uh, uh, Dada movement—it was very contextual, Absolutely. and uh, you know, it, it spring you know, Dada influence springs up here and there as needed within art scenes, but it's not an overarching credo. No. It's a more of an action than than anything else. So yeah, maybe it's just simply run its course in Reno, and it, it'll rear its head somewhere else in a similar convergent uh, inspiration. <laughs> uh, I
5: hope so, and I I, ho- I know that it has happened in other places. Uh, it has it's happened in Brooklyn. It's happened in Las Vegas. Of course, it happened in Portland because they like copying everything everyone else. I know it happened in London, but I am hopeful that you know. <laughs> It'll happen in other places and it'll grow up because Nada is a beautiful idea and I, I want it to happen again. And I want it to happen again here in Reno.
3: Definitely a transformative experience for me as I um, a, um, a, a, I don't know, a viewer of the gallery, as it were, a visitor to the town.
5: Uh, No, totally. Not only that, it's also for the participant because the participant maybe realizes, hey, maybe I can do this because all it is is you get a space, you rent a room and do a show, and you can put up your your dildo creations or your your watercolors or you write or you intone, or you just play music or whatever, but you create a space and you have an art show. And the whole idea of it is to kind of thumb your nose at the art establishment. And I know, I'm sure some of them are listening to this and probably poo-pooing and not happy with me, but basically it's because a lot of Artists in Reno feel that the people uh, who run the art establishment have let us down and they really haven't supported us and they haven't let local artists and musicians and people get in, even those who have gone through the hoops and done the paperwork and all that. And, you know, I've heard varying, varying opinions on this, but there seems to be a trend that if it's not from Reno, it's better. Yes, I am saying controversial things. You can you can edit this bit out if you want.
6: No, hey. no, no. no. <laughs> Just the people that we hang out with really don't feel that way. You know, but we're that inner group. I mean, it's not, oh, of course, yeah. But that's the thing. The gatekeepers no longer exist in music. I mean, you anybody can do anything, and the whole system's been flooded with everything.
3: True. Exactly. That's and that's exactly literally what we did with this show. We had an idea. We had some sticks, and we put them together, and made a little house that now has a stone foundation and stuff. Yes. To, to mix my metaphors.
4: As long as <laughs> the bands keep being able to come out and, you know, do their things, then we have a show, you know, because eventually we're going to run out of their recorded music. And if we well, can't put live, you know.
3: Now I'm yeah. vaccinated. Rick's vaccinated. Uh, you right. know, we,
6: we're getting, getting closer. closer. Things are going to change. Yes, hopefully. Uh,
4: speaking of which, let's have...
3: Oh. Another song.
5: Okay, I, I, I think that was pretty effective not introducing what it was. But, but I know, and Rick knows. So let's see if you guys can maybe figure it out.
1: And if I discover that those songs,
4: dark, sang. were
0: well, not just the innocent expressions of a primitive people, but extremely subtle and difficult, dangerous and tragic expressions of what it felt like to be in change. My voice is strong In this country I do not belong I said at first they use a noose Now all they do is shoot What do they call me? My name is Sandra. My name is Sandra.
5: It's awfully quiet suddenly. So let Welcome me say back. what that that is. That was uh, every time I hear it. Yeah, that was um, that was Lily Baran. What's the name of her backup band? I can't I can't remember. I think it's uh, say their name. And they did a cover of Nina Simone's Four Women," and and she changed the lyrics. I mean, that's already a powerful song, and Nina, Nina Simone's one of my favorites. And she changed the lyrics, and I felt hopefully. That was appropriate, and um, I, I guess I, I'm going to piss some people off, and I apologize for that, but I don't, because, you know, w- we got to figure some shit out here, and I said shit, sorry.
8: <laughs> Once again, we're on the internet, you can say whatever the fuck you want. Quit fucking apologizing.
3: <laughs>
5: shit, yeah. That's the kind of stuff I would like to play in the Power, but... I have to cater to a certain situation and we can talk about that at some point, but, um,
3: let's speak about the jackalope hour. Uh, where can people catch that? Is that a radio terrestrial radio show?
5: Oh, totally. Uh, let me explain a little about it first. Um, for a while, you know, I, I grew as as you all know, and maybe the our listeners know or don't. Uh, I grew up in Reno, and I went to school here, and I uh, trained as a teacher, and uh, you know, because gotta have a day job. You know, all us artist uh, types need a day job, and one of the most stable jobs is a teacher, and many of us are teachers. So, basically, um, I went to New Mexico for a we while. We were neighbors. <laughs> yes, we were. Yes, we were, as you remember. And what happened was uh, me and my then partner, uh, we went to New Mexico, and he and I went there, and it kind of was disastrous for me. And I got the hell out of there, and um, basically, I came back to Nevada. However, I did not come back to Reno. I came back to Goldfield, Nevada, which was a very surreal and uh, astonishing experience. Um So I taught school there for three years. Where is that?
4: About it's like near Vegas, or it's about halfway. Uh, Halfway, it's near Tonopah.
5: It's south Uh, of Tonopah, twenty miles.
3: Storied, yeah, storied ghost town and boomtown. It's a live town. Uh, It's a
5: it's a living ghost town because it's the county seat of Esmeralda County.
6: Well. (laughs) <laughs> right Our smallest county in Nevada Yes, it's but number it has, 17 I'm sorry, a lot of ghost activity is what I meant to uh, suggest Oh, ghost town, like, it's, as in there are ghosts Oh, there what's is the, um, What's the what's the population approximately?
5: Uh, appro- well, when I left there, there was about 200 But because of the plague, people are moving there And to be fair, and I'm going to say I, I guess I say unpopular things Because, you know, at this point, I don't give a shit I'm going to say my truth Because, you know, you got to be real and I'm true mm. And I speak my honesty All the the schmucky ghost hunters, in fact, I have a story. I'm going to tell that story because I have a Chad Sorg story about ghost hunters in Goldfield. So basically, all the schmucky ghost hunters go to the wrong places for ghosts in Goldfield. And I know this. I'll just say, I know this for reasons. And one of the places that they go is the Goldfield Hotel. And Chad Sorg, who is sort of an infamous fellow... He lived in Goldfield for a while, too, and he was involved with the Car Forest, or the International Church of the Last Car Forest, and we won't get into that part. But basically, him and his friend, Zach, uh, they were basically painting and doing their thing in Goldfield, and they heard—this was during the first season of Ghost Hunters, and one of the places they went was The Infamous— or famous Goldfield Hotel. And what happened was they've got out their gadgets and their gizmos and their this and their that. And I'm I'm sure you all have been seen... Have you all seen Ghost Hunters or one of those kind of shows? Oh, yeah.
7: Oh, oh
3: yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah. probably have even seen the episode you're speaking of.
5: Okay, then basically what happened was this. They were getting vibrations and they were getting out their gadgets and their Geiger counters and their ectoplasmic slime bullshit. And then basically Chad Sorg and Zach... You know, I have a love-hate relationship with Chad Sork, and I don't mind saying that, because he knows it, and I do love him. He is a good friend. However, I I disagree with him on many topics. But... On this, I agree with him. So basically, what he did, he got some firecrackers, and in Goldfield, you can basically get firecrackers or do all kinds of things that in like normal polite society you probably wouldn't want to. So basically, he went over to like across the street from the Goldfield Hotel, and him and
3: eight-year-olds sell them on the corner in Goldfield. Oh,
5: I sold them to my eight-year-old students, and we we everyone sold them. Man, yeah, there was there's a whole thing. But basically, with those firecrackers as they knew they were doing the investigation for the ghosts and all that, they lit off the firecrackers and made a hell of a racket and basically distracted the hell out of them. And then the ghost
3: hunters lost the ghosts. We lost the ghosts. We have no connection to the spirit world. Did firecrackers do firecrackers scare ghosts? Apparently.
5: (laughs) So that tells you a lot about those ghost hunters. (laughs) Hee (laughs) hee.
3: It's the gunpowder smell.
5: Oh yes, they can. They can. It isn't the loud bang; it's the smell.
6: <laughs> I'm sorry. Anybody who's dead in Goldfield and a ghost would be fine with explosions because they were there for mining.
5: Yes, absolutely. And it was loud and terrible. And the dust. I mean, Rick can attest to this.
3: Shot us. in a gunfight at a saloon. Oh, a right. hell of a lot
5: of them. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, one of the things I've been doing is I'm, you know, inspired by that. One of my one of the short stories and story projects I'm working on is basically a bunch of short stories based on Goldfield because it's uncharted territory. You can write about science fiction. You can do Western. You can do uh, steampunk. There's all kinds of things. And I have a ghost story about that, but I have science fiction stories and I have mysteries and just all kinds of things because it's, it's weird, it's eldritch, it's neat, but it's never been tackled. So that's one of the things I'm doing and hopefully it'll get out there into the universe somehow by me saying this publicly.
3: There you go. Yeah, yeah. But so, uh, let's to refocus. Let's go back to the Jackalope Hour. So,
5: so, um, so yes, we're. we're what,
3: what is this uh, radio program?
5: So, basically, in Goldfield, I started a raid They have a community, a radio station called KGFN, and uh, if you go to Central Nevada, almost anywhere, you can hear it. And they play all kinds of music. And uh, basically, I was approached by the station manager, who was one of my bosses, and he said, "Jackie, do you want a radio show?" And what did Jackie say to Carl Brownfield? Because he is an awesome dude, and I'm going to name drop him. Because there it is. So, of course, Jackie said, yes, hell yes. So, basically, yeah. for the last three years, actually three and a half now, I've been creating and producing a uh, weekly uh, radio show playing all kinds of music. I mean, after all, what is a jackalope? It's an animal that is a conglomeration of all kinds of things. And, basically, I love all kinds of music, so I play everything. You're going to hear some classical music. You're going to hear jazz. You're going to hear uh, folk music. You're going to hear, like, blues. You're going to hear... Ah, uh, techno. You're gonna hear industrial. You're gonna hear everything. Eighty stuff. Hell yes, everything, really. And I always have a sort of theme, or I do requests, or I do all kinds of stuff. But every show is totally different, except for one exception. I always play David Bowie because David Bowie is one. Of, is is my dude, and and he's a
3: muse. So there he is. And if you don't live in Goldfield, you can hear this on Mixcloud. Awesome. Oh, yes. I see on shoutingfire.com, Fridays, 12 p.m. to 1 p.m.
5: Yes, that's a, that's actually a really cool uh, radio show. That's cell. what it has
3: scheduled. Yeah. Yes.
5: Also, uh, K- if you live in Reno, um, I believe it's on Saturdays now at 8 a.m., KWNK plays it. So th- those are the terrestrial radio places, and I have a Mixcloud where all the uh, – Episodes get put when I am done with them. So I put them out there and you can listen to it and you can hear me and hear me ramble and hear Fiona and hear you. Of course, I have to do a a plug for my favorite charity here. Can I? Yes. Uh, Churros for Burrows. Now, there are so many burrows in Bat Country that do not have churros. And what we need to do, we need to make sure that they have. All the churros and everything they need to thrive and live well down there. So send all the quadlus, send everything, send buttons, send send needles, send pins to. Well, I won't say, but but send it to Columbia, Nevada. Churros for burros.
3: I'm, I'm taking copious <laughs> notes. Churros <laughs> for,
5: burros. for <laughs> burros. Yes, churros for burros. It, it's Does a, burros have a W in it? No,
6: it,
3: yeah. no, it isn't
5: no. like a William. If no, it's, it's uh, like uh, a
6: for, for, for it's donkey. like, donkey. Nick, it's like burrito, Burr. but without the Edo. Yes. See, si. right like burrito and okay. then cross out the I.T. Got it. I thought that
3: was called Gordo. <laughs> yeah. that's yeah.
8: exactly yeah. I'm not yeah, talking right. about just, all just, of us. No. Just keep, keep explaining Spanish to the Hispanic dude. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just, just <laughs> doing that.
6: So burro means donkey and a burrito is <laughs> a thing that carries the food to your mouth. Like yes. a little donkey is that why it's called a burrito? Yes and and, and
5: we we, we it, I can't not mention the, burro, the the burrito tunnel from from Oakland to Weehawken, New Jersey, but I, I just did. So never mind. It was one of the greatest feats of engineering ever. Do you You don't know about that? None, none more of,
3: important than the Northwest Passage.
5: Yes, absolutely. It was the Great Burrito Tunnel. Look it up. Basically, they needed to have in New York, they needed Burritos that were fresh and authentic. So basically, they built a cross country tunnel uh, that, that goes from San Francisco under the earth all the way to Weehawken, New Jersey, and, and they get burritos that way.
3: Yes. Shit. I know believe it was pneumatic tubes yes the it is a transportation system
5: and basically um, what they do uh, tubing yes and basically what they do is they they prepare the they like put in it, Brazil ah uh, yes exactly and they basically put together the burrito raw and the pneumatic tube cooks it and when it comes up in Weehawk in New Jersey it's fresh and ready.
6: But, I mean, what if there was a blockage in Pennsylvania? It's traveling at such speeds that the, that the friction and air friction, the air, you
3: know, like that's what cooks it. I gotcha. Yes, yes like, exactly. Like, like a meteorite on
6: reentry. Yes,
5: yes. Well, I'm not a pneumatic burrito engineer. I don't know about that stuff, man. Why don't you ask someone, like, like get, the, get one of them on and ask them what, what the hell the deal is.
8: Maybe next week. Cool. <laughs> For the listeners as skeptical as I am about the burrito tunnel, it is a, it is a real fucking thing. I just looked it up. Go uh, go read an article about it. It's there.
5: <laughs> yeah, you 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 think I'm full of shit. There's I evidence. am not I am not. I speak truth. I speak truth. <laughs> I speak truth.
8: Yeah. oh that is great
3: i love it <laughs> praise if you bob can find it on the internet it must be true oh, I, yes. I will also <laughs> say hello hello of course too slack for all
5: slack for all and burritos and froth all hail discordia <laughs> hail discordia yes we want we won't talk about that anymore so um yeah so basically that's the that's my radio show and um i do occasionally specials and uh um I, I am trying to get to DJ around here when things are happening, you know, when when people are DJing around and, and there is that opportunity. And, you know, I'm going to say this. I miss the live shows. And I just, I fin- finally came back to Reno and I was starting to be able to get to live shows. And then the plague oh, happened. Yeah. So disappointing because I love live music. And that, that's one of the best things because, like Frank Zappa said, music is best. And I love music. Here here. Yeah, 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 yeah So
3: I I almost, like, that was so jam-packed I almost feel like it's time for another song How many songs do we have this week? We have a couple more, right?
5: Yes, we do Oh, this is a good one She's a doll and a lover And I I can't wait for her to play again And and I I bet one of you guys will recognize this Because this is a hell of a song And she is a hell of a lady It's about a certain kind
2: of trailer park living Certain
1: kind Well, so
3: Sophie Ralston. I miss
6: her. So do I. Kung Fu Sophie. We had both the live version and the regular version, and we accidentally played the live version, but I think that was fucking awesome. I want to share that one.
5: Oh, sure. Okay, that's cool. But but yeah. I, I had both queued up, you know, the just in The live version's great. Cool, and and I do really dig her. Uh, I happened to run into her before the plague. I like th- I like thrift hopping, and uh, I saw her, and I just told her, "Hey, I love your music. I wish you would play more and just get out more." And I'm going to play your music on my show, which I have, and I adore her, and she's wonderful.
6: I think we all love. Something. Yeah. Yes.
4: Yeah, she's- oh, it's great. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I haven't seen Sophie since she couldn't take the uh Smoky Open Mics that we were all playing at.
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh
3: no, I've I've of course run into her a few times since then, but uh she uh, she's always just a great mainstay of the Reno uh, music scene.
4: Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, I always meant to tell her that Jub Jubs went, went smoke free but still even outside and stuff. I don't know. The moment had passed.
3: Indeed. Yeah.
4: Missy miss you Kung Fu, Sophie.
3: Yes, we do. Hopefully, we'll see her more post-pan. I'm Hell optimistic. Yeah. That's yes. what I'm going to call it, post-pan. Because if I shorten it, it sounds cool.
5: <laughs> uh, post, or post-plague or, oh, post, uh, or post-Crow Flu. Because, survivor. you know, if you think about it, uh, we're, the um, autocorrect was uh, at first uh, changing COVID to Corvid. So it was the Corvid. So uh, me and some other friends called it the Crow Flu,
6: you know. And my autocorrect always corrects it to COVID in all caps, as if I'm screaming COVID. COVID. And then, oh, sorry, I can't meet you tonight. I have COVID. COVID. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I believe it is an acronym.
5: Yes, it is. Um, we could look it up, but so it
3: is
8: grammatically know. correct, capitalized.
5: Yeah, but it's not as fun as saying COVID. Uh,
8: novel coronavirus nineteen. Yes. I've I've written many papers on it at this point. Unfortunately.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh current affairs comes in uh, special focus in higher education. Uh-huh. Oh shit. Especially yeah, when you have a social that's...
8: movements class and then, you know, you focus your entire project on the social movement of like community wellness during this whole shit show. And then you do a, you write a five page paper and record a half hour podcast all the night before it's due. Yeah. Yeah, that's,
5: that's
3: what you do. <laughs> Brought
8: to you by caffeine. <laughs>
3: caffeine, it's, what's, it's what
8: keeps Stay, you going. Caffeine and sleepless nights. Yeah, <laughs> sleep when you're dead, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's what plants crave. <laughs> Whenever you get sleep
4: deprivation, just think, just think you're getting a freebie. Like as far as like getting right. high, high and shit. <laughs> <it's all> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you used to have
3: to like sign up at a monastery and like fast a whole bunch right. and pray, but no, you could just go without yeah. sleep and kind of yeah. get yeah. weird. Enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> lean into it. Uh, should, do, do we do a quiz this week? Yes. Uh oh. I think we do a quiz this week. Uh, it'd be time for that quiz. As you wish, Mr. Dowd.
5: Uh huh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen,
3: boys and
7: girls. <laughs>
3: It's time for the worst little quiz in the world where I'm going to ask Jackie a series of outrageous to, well, they're outrageous to us questions, but for Jackie, it's a walk in the park. Uh, And then we're going to score her in the normal realm of reality, and uh, she will compete against the ghosts of uh, previous contestants. Are you ready to play?
4: I was born ready. Jackie, in the movie of your life, what actor plays you and who directs that movie?
5: Well, the director I can start with, um, I would want David Lynch or Alejandro Jodorowsky, uh, either of them, or, or Werner Herzog, or maybe the, it's like a multi-part movie with they each get parts of it. So obviously they would have to have different people as me because oh, Jodorowsky would not have who David Lynch would have, who would Werner Herzog would have. Um, I don't know who would play me. Uh, who do you guys think I'd would like play me? I like what
3: Herzog would
4: bring to the uh, table for that. <laughs>
5: He's my favorite. I love him.
4: <laughs> well, so who,
8: who plays you?
5: Yeah, who plays Jackie? Um,
8: we don't answer because it's your quiz. So. Oh, okay. So. That, that is your... We can't give you points if you don't answer the whole okay, question. Okay,
5: well, I will answer the question, but it's a curious. <laughs> uh, I'm curious to see what you guys think. Um, as to who plays me, my God. Um... Uh, uh I don't know because pe- see people said oh Paul Giamatti could be you, but no, that doesn't work. Um I- I'm gonna throw out um oh what's what's her name? Uh Agnes Moorhead. She can play me.
6: Oh, I would love to see that. Yes, Agnes Moorhead.
4: <laughs> I'm just gonna agree with you. <laughs> That's who should play you. Absolutely. Cool. Um, okay, so multi directors, Agnes Moorhead, got it.
3: Next. Uh, okay, my question. What is the best placement for a tattoo for an infant?
5: Oh, that, Oh, that, that's a very difficult question. <laughs> Where do you
3: get your baby tattooed? I would
5: say on their thigh, because that way it has more room to grow. God.
6: I would totally go tramp stamp, but okay.
5: No, 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 because of the bones are so small and brittle.
6: <laughs> you need meat, man. You need meat. Oh God, and that tattoo's going to expand... Like it's <laughs> See? a little tiny leg And then it gets yes. bigger and bigger yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> that's, that's exciting That's why you just do like
8: uh, a little Mario tattoo And then it goes from being small Mario And then mushroom Mario It works out great Yes. <laughs> okay uh, Ian your question Um, What is the first record You bought with your own money This is a two parter so we're going to have you answer the first uh, part first
5: Okay can I, can I get a clarification Do you mean record or CD or
6: cassette Yes Yes, any of the... But whatever your first thing was. whatever. Yes. Um, The first album in whatever format that you bought with your own money.
5: I've always been a music not an aficionado. And I remember... uh, See, I I grew up with a lot of jazz and classical music. So the very first uh, tape I bought was actually a recording of the Brandenburg Concertos. It was from Rudolf Baumgartner and the Lucerne Festival strings recorded in 1976 on the Deutsche Grammophon... R- label
6: fuck yeah wow some people are like i don't remember i think Brad. it was bob dylan and jackie knows <laughs> yeah big points on that
8: one. <laughs> yeah and then as a follow-up to that what was the first show that you saw live it could be yeah, the first like big show that you remember seeing live
5: so so this is um, well I I will out myself I have two answers to this the first answer is I remember my parents taking me to see Jean-Luc Ponty uh, play at the Pioneer Theatre in 1984 for some reason they wanted to bring me and uh, that was pretty amazing Uh, just to explain who Jean-Luc Ponty is he is a jazz violinist uh, plays electric violin and he played with Frank Zappa and a whole bunch of cool people in the early days and he went forward and he plays Fusini Awesome jazz. Now, the first kind of pop music um, uh, concert I went to was MC Hammer at Lawler Events Center.
6: (laughs) Dude.
3: Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. Did he Uh, hurt him? Yes. Excellent. (laughs) Jackie, what, in your opinion, is the most boring sport? Curling. Good answer. Okay. Noted. Sending a missive to my Icelandic contacts. All right.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, Rick My question, Jackie When you were young, what sorts of things Posters, whatever, did you have on your bedroom walls? Oh, this is a dangerous question
5: (laughs) (laughs) So what I had was um, (laughs) Basically, I liked album covers And I put up LPs that were gone And I put up like Classical music and rock and jazz things, and I also drew stuff really weirdly. And I I liked science fiction magazines, so I had a bunch of Star Trek and Doctor Who and all kinds of things like that in my room when I was a a, a youngun.
3: Awesome. Rapid fire. Okay. Is cereal
6: soup go? Yes. Oh, controversial to the end. <laughs> Elvis God. for Beatles.
5: The Kinks. Oh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Who in a fight? The Kinks or Johnny Cash?
5: Okay, I did a radio show where the Kinks and Johnny Cash came together so they'd, they'd go and beat up Elvis and the Beatles. <laughs>
7: nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: is a hot dog a sandwich?
5: Yes, but you should never eat a hot dog with a bun because that was Eris's consolidation. That is against my religion.
4: Have you ever had a lucid dream?
5: Yes, many. In fact, uh, the other night I did.
3: All right. I'm going to wrap this up on that question unless anybody's got one last. No, we're done. Okay, great. Um, (laughs) So with a combined score, um, Jackie gets uh, 300,042 points. (laughs) It's an amazing score. Right up there in the top 50 of all contestants. Badass. I'm sure it's uh, it's up on the uh, big board. That uh, right behind me that you can see there. Oh, I see yeah. it. Yeah, it's totally there. I see it. Yeah, but... the big board. Yeah, it's very small print because we've had so many guests. So well done, well done, well, making so high.
4: Welcome back to the wall. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, all right. So, Jackie, what does the um, near or medium future hold for you? Uh, mm-hmm. boy, are you gonna do you have any events coming up? Anything you'd like to spotlight? Any shout outs you want to give? That sort of thing. Uh, of
5: course, I want to keep on saying, you know, go check out the Jackalope Hour, it's always a good thing. Uh, what I've been doing is uh, one of the things I've been doing with Rick is I've been recording a lot of my poetry and um, I record, I wrote. A chapbook called Acceptance And I recorded that And I'm going to be putting that out On uh, my uh, band camp And also I'm uh, going to do Some other poems uh, out there I'm going to continue writing my translation of Baudelaire. I'm, I I speak French fluently, and one of my favorites is Charles Baudelaire's uh, Fleur du Mal. I translate that as bad flowers. In fact, the next session we're going to do is something called Buc- a bouquet of bad flowers, where I read some of my poetry from that. So
6: basically, um, check- the, po- the poems are fantastic. It's yes. It's phenomenal. He so, can attest to I mean- it. I mean, check it out. It really takes you places. Yeah.
5: So yeah, my Bandcamp, which is sejdb.bandcamp.com. I need to get stuff up there. And also I'm going to put out my Nostradamus (laughs) translation because I translated Nostradamus because I like French stuff and weird stuff and surreal stuff. And uh, I never actually put it out there. So I need to do that. So yeah, more or less I'm kind of a spoken word artist and I I do uh,
3: that. I have a copy of uh, your Nostradamus translation and – I do have to admit the most use it's gotten was at one point in time. I assigned it as a uh, punishment for my daughter to copy out of it. Ah. Uh, I think she had to copy five pages. Pa, did she? <laughs> did she learn anything in that exercise? Uh, doubtful. I doubt she even remembers the exercise. Oh, wow.
5: <laughs> well, and I'm going to be putting out my Nostradamus translation and my other collection out again. Um, with new di- new editions of books and ebooks and Wow, wonderful um, another thing um, I'm hoping to do some more art shows I'm going to be doing an art show up in uh, Virginia City that I'm putting together and I am hopeful for doing nada shows before oh. things happen and do you know
6: where that's gonna be yes um, my, Virginia then, City is a place where you can't tear down the old motels
5: well okay not a nada, nada up there but I'm going to be doing a show at Alexis mm, Alexia sober's place up at the canvas cafe I'm going to have an art show happening there and it is slowly coming together and it will be a multimedia thing
6: and the Canvas Cafe is some of the best food in Virginia City hell
5: yeah and I dig Alexia she is a badass
6: and that's at the end of town on the Carson City side right yeah awesome. uh, yes yes it is fantastic yeah everything in Virginia City is it's good but sometimes you're like ah I think this came from the old west and then the Canvas Cafe is like just blows you away it's phenomenal food it is great food I I, I
5: eat there every time I go to Virginia City <laughs>
3: And Rick, when you say eh, it came from the Old West, I mean, does it taste like a can of beans from 1859? Like,
6: occasionally, they were very in the Old West. <laughs> I read a lot. 1820, they were really into canned oysters. Yes, they were. Like, that was a big deal to them. And I, I don't know. Sometimes I'm just. Sometimes you're like, I'm really excited, I'm really hungry, and then it's just okay, or I feel terrible afterwards. You know, <laughs> it's not always the best. Oh, I can't wait for canned snot. <laughs> right. Me too. <laughs> Imagine the smell. <laughs> So anyway.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I don't Uh, want to. With that nice, fresh taste of tin. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
7: Nice.
3: Well, Jackie, this has been a blast talking to you again. It has been too long, so we should not let it go this long again. Before the next time... I will be uh, linking everybody as many of the links as I could write down and and think of during the show so people can find you in the future. Um, uh, We wish you well in your travels and keep us posted about your art shows.
5: Absolutely. Thank you. And it's always a a pleasure to chat with you and say ridiculous and beautiful things.
6: And we're going out on one last song. Which is a ridiculous and beautiful song. uh, Oh, well, we should introduce that.
5: Okay, so it's Grace Hayes and the Reno Anthem. Ha ha.
3: Hell yeah. Oh, yay. Right. Well, for all of us here on the podcast, this is uh, the Reverend Rory Dowd saying uh, good night, ladies. Uh Life is short. And we love you.
2: On the Worst Little Podcast, we're talking out of our ass. Smoking the state flower is finally lawful in the city that is home to the awful, awful for those of you unfamiliar, that is something that you eat. And for those of you who are familiar, I'm sorry. Why do you want me? My pity if you live in the biggest little city. None of us have houses, only casinos. Oh, ain't it a choice to live in Reno? P.S. It's Nevada. not that not Trump says that it's the latter But Trump says a lot of things Talking about politics is never easy But I'm glad we all voted for Hillary and Here you'll find yourself asking questions like Why is it snowing, it's hot August nights And why is Big Bird cooking meth in a van Oh, he's on his way to Burning Man Listen you guys, I'm really sorry That last one was bad Breaking bad! (laughs) Am Am I right? Get it? meth no? no? Okay. Take a shot at the slides if you're feeling lucky. And if you like the cold, dip in our old pal truckie. And if you like the bow, we got a national stadium. But who's actually been in there? Anyone? We're neighbors with Tahoe. and neighbors with Sparks. We're neighbors with babies, but they hate are we neighbors with Carson but they're all just Martians there's Virginia City by Carson's more haunting sorry Carson we gave you cap hey we gave you Lynn hey we gave Don't sue me. I love Reno. I was I was born here. Okay, I'll I'll see myself out.
4: Sorry. Damn neighbors, they all, all they do is make trouble.
2: Dogware Studios. He's had spells. He's a little bit high.